0: Generation Gap. <laughs> we tried to, we, okay, we try to do something different, but no, I think the original is better. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. Okay. Hello, for everyone. <laughs> this is the Generation, Generation Gap. Gap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is the only lighthearted podcast starring two giggly girls, gathering people from different generations oh. to discuss some not so lighthearted topics. Today's greetings were in the sophisticated dialect of Samoan. Sophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, today's topic is gonna be really fun, really informative, very painful. Painful, Uh, and I think probably one that girls can relate to, and I hope boys also listen to because they should. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, you should. (laughs) (laughs) So today's topic is periods. So let's have the period talk. Mm -hmm. Okay, so guys, today we have not two but three guests, but technically two because Remilium. so They're they one. <laughs> Just look at their faces right now. They look so done. Okay, but yeah. Okay, anyways, So coming back on our podcast, we have our iconic duo hashtag Remilium. Welcome to the podcast, guys. What?
1: Yeah, okay, so again, (laughs) the second episode where we're introduced as Romillium. Yes, (laughs) again.
0: Okay, Nimi, do you want to introduce our actual good guest? (laughs) Yes, our next guest, we have a cool, cool counsellor from our school, Miss Desiree. Hey, Hey.
2: it's nice to be here.
0: Thank you for coming on. Okay, guys, are you all ready?
1: Yeah. Yep, yep, sure. Uh, <laughs> let's
0: do this. <laughs> okay, so first, let's introduce what periods are. Yeah, so for the people who don't know, aka some guys who probably don't know, let's like explain what exactly periods are, like to first mm-hmm. establish it. So, I'm not gonna read any definition, but in my own words. Periods are kind of like it's a men- it's part of a menstruation cycle that all women go through at some point in their life. Uh, it's basically after they hit puberty, it goes on till you go- you reach your menopause. Yeah, mm. and um, it's basically like a monthly thing. It's a monthly period of uh, bleeding. Bleeding, yeah, <laughs> bleeding. Uh uh-huh, and it's supposed to like it's actually kind of like a cleansing of the woman body. And- supposed to like excrete some inorganic waste from your body out of which like 50% I think is blood so yeah wait Romith and William do you guys actually know what periods are yeah I know. Like okay, okay. yeah sort
1: of I guess you know? Basic yeah. information
0: mm-hmm. I mean you all have
1: William you have a sister though, yeah, also, yeah,
0: yeah yeah I expect you to know yeah, yeah well I have a mother so Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first thing on today's agenda for the first segment is about period shaming. Mm -hmm. It's basically when, like, a girl, like, when she has her period, she's, like, afraid, afraid to talk about it? Yeah, she's, like, shamed about talking about her period. So if she talks about her period in front of others, um, she has the, like... Fear of people judging her or telling her no, you shouldn't talk about this. So she's basically uh, not comfortable saying I have my period to someone else, which is usually a guy. Uh, so that's why they will say something else. Like even you know, like for example, in school, if we have PE class and we don't, we can't play because we are on our periods, we wouldn't go and tell her that. We'd yeah, like, my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. So. There's like disgust and like shame and embarrassment that's associated with periods and that needs to be stopped, which is why we're doing this episode. And that's why we have two boys on the panel today. Mm. So before so firstly, do you guys know anything about period shaming incidents or anything like
1: that? Not that I've heard of, no.
0: Yeah, I've not heard
3: much, but like I've heard like about it, like like for example like when they have the period when they talk about it, they talk like in hushed tones. They don't say the word a lot they're like mm-hmm. it's that time of the month and stuff they
1: don't they yeah, don't normally yeah. say oh, the <laughs> word for it yeah. they just say that they have cramps or something after that yeah. so that's what they say they don't say anything else mm-hmm. that I've heard of
0: we used to call
2: it's I, I guess it's something that's ingrained in us so we don't really use that word yeah. so um, it's Basically, I think, you know, we've seen our mothers or our grandmothers do the same thing and we don't talk about it. So maybe it's considered like a taboo I think it's
3: like a cultural Mm -hmm. thing. Like in in our culture, it's like a thing not to talk about it much. You shouldn't.
1: Yeah, it's the old-minded, like, you know, mindset. Mindset kind of thing. Where...
2: So I wouldn't say it's old mindset. I guess it varies from family to family. At least this is what I feel. Because I have friends who very openly talk about it okay uh, who've been there with me even even while I was in college which was almost a decade ago who you know supported and been there and got me stuff when I needed to you mm-hmm. know yeah. I required it but um, like for example if I say something about this to my maid mm-hmm. she although is closer to your age mm-hmm. okay, she's like, literally 10 years younger than me she still has an issue with talking about it. So I guess it's where you come from, being in a, from a cosmopolitan city. Maybe we do talk about it or we give it another label, but we still yes. talk about it.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. To st- still talk about the yes. pain and things like that. But for them, I remember she mentioning something about not being able to, you know, eat from the same plate that the others are still eat, eating in. And, and till date, that practice still continues. She's okay, from yeah. Nepal, like a village in Nepal. And they still do that. So, mm. I think um, the period shaming, the origin comes from where we are at yeah. or rather where we like our upbringing. It's, I think it's solely how your parents or your mother basically yeah. dealt with it. Because I've seen my father being very supportive. My husband is yes. equally supportive. Yeah. I've had friends who've been very open about it. So, if you have an open mind, I think it, it all depends change.
1: on that. But I won't yeah.
2: say it's the, yeah i i I won't say it's the old um way of thinking or you know the traditional way of thinking i think it's from family to family if you've had grandparents who are educated who are aware of all of this i don't think you know as a household you'd grow up with yeah you
1: won't unless if you're not that open-minded or the way your parents are bringing correct like if your parents don't want to discuss it with you you're normally not open to that topic you know so if somebody tells that to you you'll feel disgusted or ashamed
0: yeah because ultimately yeah ultimately like children are going to follow what their parents do so yeah so like even um you know if it's practice even for the boys like you know the way that Boys considered like if you if now we are talking about this and they both are here and I don't know if you both are uncomfortable or what. But then, like you know, if a guy would see in their house that for example, I saw this one movie which is dedicated. It's like called Batman. It's pretty popular. It's a Bollywood yes. movie. So in that, um, like they show how this girl, whenever she like this woman, whenever she gets her period, she's supposed to stay out of the house. Yeah. So she has to live in the balcony kind of area. And so, because, you know, that's kind of, like, treat, like, you know, everyone in that colony, they have to, like, just stay out of their house during that, uh, thing. Then the mindset that even boys develop is that, oh, so when mm. they are having their periods, they are impure. Yeah. So, th- that's why yeah, yeah. whenever, like, yeah, so whenever someone gets their periods, we, they find it okay to, like, you know, I mean, they find it. Okay, then we shouldn't address it directly because that's what they see around
3: it, I think the main reason, like the origin of this thing, like we should not talk about this stuff is because like beers are mostly considered unclean, like very traditional it's, cultural beliefs. Like, it's
1: the, I mean, that's also the
2: reason why.
3: It's it, the label.
2: See, there is some scientific, yeah, it's there is some scientific basis to it because it is the unclean blood that's coming out. So the entire process is, you have a 28 day cycle, right? If you do get pregnant during that cycle, nothing happens. You don't get your period. But if you do get pregnant, the uh, the lining of the uterus or the blood that collects there tends to shed because there is no fetus. It can supply its nutrition or nourishment too. So initially, it was thought of as unclean blood, but it, had, it has taken a very negative connotation in terms of uh, you can't touch anything because you as a person become unclean at that point mm. and this is a very yes. indian thing it's i, yeah, I don't think yeah, it's yeah. seen in uh, other cultures but it is a very yes. indian thing well but, yeah i do we feel.
0: are not allowed to like pray yeah we're not allowed to pray when we're on our uh, period because well
1: I, I
3: think more like and, yeah.
1: A, yeah yeah well personally i come from two backgrounds philippines and india so so relatively okay. in philippines they're more open about all the ideas whereas in india they were Quite conservative with all these things, so yeah. that's maybe. I think
3: it's more of like a desi thing, like South Asian, like mostly like uh, uh, Bangladesh, Pakistan, India, Nepal. These types sort of places, yes. they're very Correct. like
2: mm-hmm.
3: over. Like I feel, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But that on, I think in a few other countries in and around India as well, um, some of it treated like a a disease of sorts. They just make you sleep they don't allow you to do anything so no. it, it it can it can be a good thing where you're resting because your body at that point is weak it needs the rest but on the flip side if it develops a connotation where um you know it's being labeled as something yeah. unclean, then maybe that's yes, not so that right yes that is true yeah
0: and yeah. i mean it's something natural that everyone goes through so i don't know why people like make such a huge deal yeah
2: you're them. right because that's that's one of the uh I would say a beauty of a woman's body Mm -hmm. simply because that's the only way we can produce a child Mm. there is no other way. but um, all of that is kind of lost in translation over the years and years so Mm -hmm. it's sad but i'm i'm happy that youngsters like you are bringing this up and guys like ramit and william are comfortable enough to talk about something like Mm -hmm. this it shows that there is change happening which is a very good thing
0: yeah. The phone call to invite them both to the podcast yeah. is so memorable. When we asked like, and "Then, <laughs> William was like, "Yeah, I thought the doubt, Yeah, sure. Why oh, not? Sure. Why not?" <laughs> Roman was like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> right." Yeah, but, yeah. okay, yeah. But talking about talking about incidents, right? So when we were uh, like reading about this topic online, I found this one story, and it's a very very heartbreaking story that i read about period shaming it's about it's a a story from of a girl from kenya so she was a 14 year old girl just like us she died by suicide because she was period shamed by her teacher uh the girl like she started her period during class and there was bleeding through her clothes and stuff and because of that her teacher expelled her from the class because he called her dirty uh and according to the girl's mother it was her first period so she didn't even have any like you know sanitary pads or anything with her so it was like the first time that happened to her in class and the teacher just expelled her and then because of because of the shame and everything she committed suicide
1: now see that's um, well, that's, that's quite extreme yeah. that is not right you know for the teacher well you know most students look up to their teachers as a role model mm-hmm. and for a teacher to do that to the student can be
3: quite heartbreaking so, mm-hmm. so. yeah and calling the student dirty and stuff i feel like that's a bit too extreme and stuff but i feel like in a way it also happens like when for example for the peer, like they don't know they don't have the pad or something if it bleaches the clothes and stuff it's considered like an embarrassing situation they don't know what to do how will they get the pads and stuff but at the so.
1: same time that people around the person needs to be understanding.
2: Yeah, needs they to should know. be
3: understanding enough to understand.
2: For, for people, sorry I'm cutting in, but for people to be understanding, it should be something that's spoken yeah. about. It should be something that you need to have, like, um, something as simple as sex education is not something that da- happens in our school mm. or in any school in the UAE because it's taboo. I'm not saying we need to go that extreme, but something as simple as, you know, telling kids at that age when they're about to get their period and the boys as well exactly. that this is something biological and this tends to happen I think prepares them better but like I said it's not a part of our curriculum it's not something that's going to happen anytime soon as well mm-hmm. unless you have um, one teacher that would probably just want to you know, initiate the conversation and talk about it or your parents want to talk to you about it so it also depends like the, the story you mentioned the, the girl or the, the place she came from was quite a backward place if yes. look at it mm-hmm. okay india may india may be very advanced but they're still backward in their thinking kenya on the other hand is a few years or few years behind india in their progress in all aspects mm-hmm. so again it comes down to the question of culture it comes down to the question of education and education uh, the currently education is not just knowing what's in your textbook and you know giving an exam exactly. it's knowing about what's happening in uh, around the world in terms of biology say, a lot of other things so when i say use the word education i mean just knowing things that uh, happen to yes people around yes you. yeah
0: have to okay uh, let's talk about why we have two boys in the panel today Mm -hmm, the actual reason why there are two boys on the panel today so in this segment we're gonna discuss why it's important to normalize periods which we kind of already touched upon in the previous segment but elaborating on it so why is it not important to normalize periods and not be ashamed to talk about it in front of guys and why it's important to educate boys Mm -hmm. firstly i just want to start by saying You know, in sixth grade, we had um, a talk about periods, right? There was someone who came and, uh, like, that time it used to be, like, we didn't have COVID. It was all girls' class, all boys' class. So, in the girls' classes, there were some people who came and, uh, like, you know, told us what exactly periods are and stuff like that. Because that was the time most people in our grade were getting it. I think it's equally important for boys to be spoken about the same thing because even they should know they're surrounded by girls and that's the like you know rather than rather than them learning from like online sources where they may like you know get the wrong picture of it or pick up on wrong stuff Mm -hmm. I think it's a better way of like introducing it to them in school if their parents are not gonna like talk to to it about them
3: yeah and and also forget about like googling it for boys googling it and not being able to find the right things so like i don't think they would even think about googling it if they were never talked to about it so like when they can when they maybe like meet a girl and like they tell something or something like they wouldn't know what a period is they'd be like what is it and they won't be able to get the perfect picture mm-hmm. of it like what is it mm-hmm. how did you guys
0: learn
3: about it? Um, i have some friends or girls like they told me once i guess so well it's
1: my mother basically she just i didn't ask she just basically opened up she then never told me like when i was young it was just the time when i was just ready yeah. that's, all. Mm-hmm. that's
0: good yeah so why do you guys think it's important to normalize periods
1: well it has to be important to for the girls to talk to it to the boys because let's say let's take that incident from kenya so well that teacher called it called her dirty and this one so if the girl has to open up to everybody and talk to everybody about it because when they when she does talk about it everybody has the knowledge that okay, we don't need to panic or anything, it's fine, the situation is okay. But, they don't need, but she does not need to explain that deeply, she just needs to just give the basic idea.
3: Uh, on the topic of that Kenya incident, uh, let's say that class was co-ed or something, and that teacher was calling the girl dirty and stuff, I think maybe the boys didn't know about it, they also might get like a really bad picture of it, like, oh, when the girl is bleeding, it's like, dirty and stuff, you shouldn't be too close to them or something during that period of
2: time. So So I agree with both you guys. It came up with really amazing points. What I would like to add to it is it also helps, uh, you know, making girls comfortable. They don't need to treat it like a taboo. They don't need to be ashamed of something that's natural. So I think once uh, the word spreads and people are aware or rather men and boys are aware, they'll be more empathetic towards girls at that time because that's what we require.
0: Mm -hmm. and also like you know every house has a girl in it and she's going to go through this like you know she's Mm -hmm. gonna have her periods so like if imagine there's a girl full of i mean this girl i'm saying there's a house full of guys and there's one girl in it and she's gonna have her periods she's uh, you know okay during our periods we don't feel the greatest right Mm -hmm. some people have mood swings some people have cramps pain whatever other people are not going to understand what's happening to her and they're just going to be so insensitive towards her if they don't know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that all comes from the family. Like, it's all built into your head yeah. by, by your family.
2: Yeah, there is going to be no change. Yeah, someone
0: needs change. to think, you know, step up to make the change. You know, if your family is going like that and you're going to continue, you're going to teach your kids like that and they're just going to keep going. So yeah. someone needs to, like, you know, revolutionize. Yeah. Exactly. Someone needs to. I found this very like interesting diagram, which I wish I could show the listeners now, but this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. But we try to put it in the description, maybe. You know, it was a sphere of influence about like you know period knowledge about how it should spread. So first comes the female influencers, like mothers, your sisters, whatever, everyone, all like female people. They should first learn about it. Then comes the male influencers, husbands, fathers, brothers. Yeah. Mm. Then comes uh, the community influencers. So like, uh, religious leaders, teachers, medical practitioners, all those people. They need to start educating about it. And then comes the government officials and stuff. Like, um, you know, the medical and consumer goods retailers and stuff like that. Mm. So first, the women need to like you know be comfortable with talking about it then comes the men and then you can expect society as a whole to change because first in your home the female the female members should feel comfortable conversing about it then that will lead to the male members of the family also being you know okay about it and then only if every house you know applies this concept then soon we'll have a society that ha- that all is like, you know, accepting of it and doesn't treat it like a disease, like Mam said. Yeah, yeah. Go. Okay, guys, now it's time for our third segment. But actually, this is not going to be our last segment. We have four segments this episode. Mm-hmm. But this segment is dedicated to the topic period poverty. So do you guys know anything about period poverty?
1: Not that much information yeah, about it. Know. No, I don't know that much.
0: Okay, so period poverty is basically like, you know, uh, how, see, when you're on your periods, you need to maintain a lot of hygiene, right? Um, especially like, you know, that area needs to be taken care of. And that's why we use sanitary pads because that's the most cleanest thing that you'll find. So period poverty is basically like, you know, the situation that people who don't uh, who can't afford pads it's what they go through so again if you've seen the yes. movie padman again in that they show that woman of this sto- uh, the story of this woman and you know they show how she keeps a dirty cloth instead mm-hmm. of sanitary pads because she cannot buy sanitary mm-hmm. pads and basically the whole story is about how her husband is so like you know appalled at seeing that she uses a, a dirty yes. cloth Instead of using pads, he goes and buys sanitary pads for her. But she refuses to use it because she's like, there are so many other women in the family, and how can so? And they all use cloth, so how can I use yeah. this? You like basically she was referring to the her husband's sisters and stuff. Yes. I mean brothers and stuff. Sister. No sisters. sisters. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sisters. Yeah. So uh, she was referring to all of them. So um, he he was like, okay, I'll get it for everyone, but you know it's pretty expensive, expensive. for them. Mm-hmm. So he tries to make his own sanitary pads for his wife, and that's basically that's the whole story of the thing. He, he actually yes the movie. It's uh, actually a good movie. It's pretty uh, yeah, I have educated.
1: seen it, so I do but, know what the story is about. So. Mm-hmm. It was,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. I think
1: that movie is one prime example of period po- poverty, I guess. Because he was kind enough to know that maybe using that unclean co- cloth or dirty cloth could lead to diseases. So he he knew what what, what has to be done, mm-hmm. so.
3: Yeah, for this poverty mm-hmm. stuff, I do think like they should like make it more available to people. Like, they, it shouldn't be that high priced and stuff. It should mm-hmm. be more available. You can get it easily. It sh- they should not It should not be that expensive.
1: Because yeah. So
2: there is an entire movement going on for the past couple of years where they're looking at making it a non-taxable as well as a, a resource that's free. Yeah. Especially in countries like Africa mm-hmm. and India where people do not have access to it. So if you think about... Uh, they used, they're trying to use the same concept as in AIDS, where they freely distributed um, contraceptives amongst the population so that AIDS was not transmitted. They, they were looking at something very similar and trying to bring a sanitary napkins into play. But uh, governments of nations are not really agreeing and willing to it. And the movement is still on, although it has died off to some extent. But there are a few who are still working hard towards it. So... I guess again, your education is what is important. Yes. Educated you uh, are, the better you know. Think decisions you'll make, but uh, yeah, it's a long way, but necessary steps have been taken. Yeah, yes. I think
3: I think Scotland has already made it free, right? I
2: think Scotland was. I'm not sure, ended, but there are a few countries who have made it free. You're right.
1: Yeah, I'm not because sure. There's...
0: That's that's something that we should do because. It's a necessity, it's not something that should luxury. be a luxury, it's yeah. something that and everyone needs. And that's
2: the needs. entire basis and of the argument, that we're not asking for it as a luxury, we're looking at it as a necessity for women. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's correct. And, okay, so when we were reading about this, we found out that globally 2.3 billion people live without basic sanitation services, and this is mostly in developing countries. And only 27% of people have adequate hand-washing facilities at home. So firstly, during the pandemic, that's already, you know, something pretty bad. Bad. But just in general also, you know, again, okay, so Akshay Kumar does a lot of these movies, which is why I'm referring to him, but then, again, there's this other movie that he did, which is called Toilet, okay? And that was about the problem that, uh, like, some women, they don't have a washroom at home. And they have to like this is basically in the developing countries again. They have to literally go to some lawn every morning to use the washroom. So imagine the situation for those kind of women during their periods.
1: It's it's yes, it is.
3: It is really backward, back Mm -hmm. backwards. Yeah, it it shouldn't be done like this. So like they should try to make an effort to make it more accessible for them. So.
1: Yeah, they should try to make an effort. What
0: do you guys think we yeah. can do? Yeah, but what do you guys we what do you guys think we can do as like, you know, the general public for these like very poverty cases? So
1: we're technically the new generation as they say. So as we say we have to mm-hmm. yeah, we Gen-Z. have to normalize this thought like People have to try to open up, even the males even, because sometimes, okay, maybe the woman in the family will tell, but the males in the family will never open up to other people. Sometimes, okay, sometimes that happens, but that's rarely the case, I guess, because I'm not sure about this, if I'm right or wrong. But everybody needs to be open about the idea. They need to be open-minded. They can't just be closed off or just keep quiet about it, because this situation that's happening right now it's very important because if they don't provide the necessity then technically it's no use so they need to try to help yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. what you're saying is right but um in terms of action what can we actually do so you know uh, if you come to think of it there are very few uh, ngos that work for women from the rural areas so mm-hmm. maybe uh, A contribution towards that. As a school, let's do something for that. Let's let's raise money. Let's have like a newspaper
1: drive, raise money,
2: send that money to a a country where they can use it for this specific purpose.
1: Yes, you
2: know those kind of things. But um, to be able to bring about change, and you guys have started the ball rolling, but uh, it's gonna take some time for momentum to build yes yes it but uh, the, the key thing here i think is to keep talking and keep spreading the the information in the news and eventually someday maybe when you're married with kids yourself maybe you know this topic that mm. i brought up it started talking about Yes. it gains so much momentum that something happens because growing up this was a taboo topic for me but i've reached a point
0: mm-hmm.
2: where um, you know We're openly talking about it. So maybe when you, right you guys are in school, but maybe when you are working, it'll be something that's very freely spoken about. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's do our bit. Yeah, let's do our bit in society and and just keep pushing forward. That's all we can hope for. But also, um, you know, I think sometimes it's very important to educate the people around us, especially our parents, and be like, it's okay to talk about something like this. It's okay, like the people around Mm -hmm. us are doing it, so it's okay. I guess, you know, they need to come out of their shell a little bit. I'm not saying everybody spends, Mm -hmm. but probably there still must Mm -hmm. be like 30% of people who are still afraid to talk about it. So I think the more we talk, the more information is spread and uh, eventually change will happen. Yes, it will. Mm -hmm. Hopefully
0: hopefully yeah <laughs> it will it will and trust me it will and yeah yes. okay good yeah and we should all i mean it'll happen if Correct. we it, put an effort to us, it so. we
3: should really try to like abolish yeah, and it, and this cultural very... taboo thing like...
0: see it's going
2: to be very difficult yeah, to exactly. abolish it yes we can definitely try. try but abolishing something that's held strong for so long yeah, it, is going to be really very, very difficult, difficult. yeah, yeah so maybe right, maybe yeah. f- but yeah, maybe 50 so years it's... later it can happen but maybe right maybe now no, like i said easy. we've got the ball rolling we're getting people aware of all of this 50 years later maybe everything should be yeah. out in the open
1: most probably
0: yes. <laughs> yes. yeah and yeah and i i agree a lot with what mam said about like you know educating even your parents it's not only like you know of course the new generation is very important for them to be educated but everyone should be educated about it in all the ways possible because you know the main root of all the problems behind period poverty is like uh, girls who don't re- re- receive education boys who don't receive education about it because you know things like child marriages and all of that stuff happens, and those are the cases where um, these girls are not educated about it, and so that can lead to a lot of health risks, a lot of hygiene,
1: yeah. problem, yes, hygienic
0: problems. Yeah, so it's it's and it's very big health risks, just you know a lot more than just related to your periods. So it's a very risky thing, and that's why it's very important to raise yes, about
1: that it. is true.
0: Okay, for segment four, the light-hearted segment. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the needs and wants. (laughs) Uh Ah, repeating what Rohit said, but yeah, this is gonna be the educational to all the boys listening to this. So listen carefully. (laughs) We're gonna discuss what girls really need during this time of pain. I'm gonna say it. To me, it sounds like to to me it's kind of like torture. So like, how all the people around them can help and support them during this time. So before we begin, Ramilium, you, sorry. Just... Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, uh, See, so you both have girls in your house, of course. So, why don't you guys start the conversation this time and tell us what y'all think girls need?
3: Um, I've heard like during that, uh, like during the period, like, they mm-hmm. crave sweet stuff like mm-hmm. ice cream candy and stuff i crave really? like... so
0: much ice cream i crave so much ice cream yeah. like my
3: sister she hasn't talked about it much but like whenever she is all, like on her period like she says like i want candy i want ice cream like get mm-hmm. it you know
0: Get, <laughs> get it. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but it's true like i that's the one time like i just eat ice, so much ice cream guilt-free
2: mm-hmm. yes
0: Cause you know so, when you run your periods, yeah. a lot of people feel bloated. So I'm like, Meh. I just need sleep. I sleep for like hours. Really? Yeah. I don't like to even. I don't like to sleep in general. But okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't mind. Well, what I've heard is that you need to be really patient because there's sometimes there's mood swings. So if you're not patient or cooperative with it, sometimes it can make it worse for yourself and for the person who's suffering as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. if you guys make
2: it sound so horrible it's not that bad trust mm-hmm. me it mm-hmm. isn't but yes mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. understanding at that point would go a long way mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. we do have mood swings but our mood swings are not so
3: yeah yeah i think <laughs> this can also like lead back to like uh, the shaming because i've also heard people like, whenever like a girl is like like very like in mood swing kind of place. Like guys are like, are you on that time of the
2: month or something? Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So you're, you're absolutely yeah. right, William. Yeah, correct, mm. correct. So yeah. I guess you know, just be- making it sound like, uh, oh, God, she's being a girl.
1: That's not. Cause, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Girls yeah. are the weaker sex, and girls are the moody ones. No, that's that's not right. Just just make it's her feel so special. Give her. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a a back massage that helps Mm. (laughs) yeah
0: see i feel like that's the one time you need to just take your time to pamper her because you just need to (laughs) like don't point out like how she's eating junk food like you can take her for a walk after she's done but just please like let her be Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah you know i
0: saw this one meme okay um you know every it said instead of like having periods every woman should just have five days or like how much of one week of sleep every month everyone wins which is kind of like targeted towards girls as well but like did you understand i i I understood i understood understood. (laughs) okay okay so we asked our instagram followers the same question and let's see what they had to say okay the first person said alcohol
2: (laughs) huh what?
0: what alcohol bro. alcohol
2: just fyi that makes things worse in terms of pain but okay, <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. okay. i don't know i don't gonna... know we don't know yeah yeah but, i mean i'm, I'm not no. all
1: too familiar with that i guess because yeah. yeah
0: i've never heard that before yeah i've just heard stuff about chocolate and sweets yeah
1: i've heard about sweets yeah. and mood swings chocolate
2: all... chocolate basically uh, when you eat chocolate it kind of um turns on your uh, your happy neurons your endorphins mm-hmm. which is why yeah. they eat chocolates just to make you feel better so oh it's God, all is... about a play of you know your neurons and your hormones all together but there are certain things that you eat makes you really feel really horrible junk Mm -hmm. food or anything with excess sodium makes you more bloated which makes your mood even worse
3: Uh yeah
2: (laughs) so you (laughs) know there are specific foods that you should avoid while Mm -hmm. you are on it yes yeah
0: okay yeah so the next person said something which i thoroughly agree with It says, a A break. break. (laughs) Girls need (laughs) a break when they're on your period. Correct. That's what they need. Yes.
2: Agreed. 100%. -hmm.
0: They
2: need a lot of rest.
0: Yeah, my sister, like, uh, she was doing some survey or something. Mm -hmm. So she had to, like, interview uh, this one person. You guys know that company, Unilever? Unilever? No. Okay, Okay, but it's, it's like, a big company, okay? And over there, um... Whenever like their female employees are on their first day of mm-hmm. uh, having periods, they can like take the whole day off. Wow! Wow! That's we actually, need that's, more companies uh, like this in the world. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that is one more step into yeah. No, it's more life. progressive. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yes, it
0: is. Yeah. And also, I feel like people should just not be disgusted. Even that just helps. Like, if someone, yeah. if someone's just like. Okay, I'm on my period, I can't come out. Don't go like, ew, why'd you say that? That's just gonna trigger her, okay? Please don't do that. Like, just be like, okay, sorry. (laughs) Like, back off.
1: (laughs) Generally, just be calm and
3: cooperative, that's also. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's something
3: normal that every girl goes through. It's nothing that's to be ashamed of. Yeah, and
0: it's actually, to be honest, it's not a very, very huge, huge thing. I mean, it differs from person to person, like, how intense like the symptoms or the whatever like the pain. clamps and all are. um but i don't think it's like death but i'm just gonna say it girls like when you are in pain just remember that the reason we go through this is because we're the stronger gender so haha <laughs> okay <laughs> okay but anyways i think that brings us to an end of this episode the end of the period talk
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. so Romuth and mm-hmm. William how did you how was your experience talking about this for the first time
3: well I guess I learned more about it and stuff so I guess it'll help me be more cooperative when the time comes So,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I, I can say the same
1: thing too yeah just it's like an eye-opener basically so just no. to yeah. know what it is and this one so mm-hmm.
0: it is Yeah, but thank you so much for being such sports and helping us normalize the subject. We hope you guys learned something, and we hope our listeners learned something and enjoyed listening to us as well. Mm -hmm. But thank you, Miss Desri, as well for coming. You all were so good. Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) Thank you. Thank
1: you for having us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yes.
0: Thank you to all our patient listeners. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it takes courage to listen to this. So yeah, if you're a guy and you're listening to this, good job, bro. (laughs) Good job. But okay, anyways. If you like this episode, Nabi, y'all <laughs> If you like this episode, please make sure to follow us here on Spotify and check out our Instagram page at the official Gen Gap for weekly interaction to be part of our third question segment. Hey. <laughs> so please show some love on our YouTube channel too. And have a wonderful day, guys. Yes. Bye. Bye.